When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coffee and Cream with Rogers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. And we are back. Coffee and Cream in the morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency, our final segment before we let you go. But remember, we are always on podcast later on and go to Herd at Sports, find Morning Dump and boom, you can catch us for that extra hour. But for now, let's go to Brian Edwards. He's on the phone. I, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> B, have you missed me, man? I have missed you. How are things? I have, Damon. Man. Good to hear your voice. Happy New Year. Oh, man, I man. was going to give you a fresh, you know, sparky <laughs> intro, but I don't know. I don't Listen, know if I'm going to do it anymore. Nobody was more excited and can actually understand this than me and Shane. It's like, hey, we've got to, you know, as we're kind of building this thing, it's like we've got to get my guy back. You've been a day oneer, man. I've actually missed you. It's kind of weird. I know it's been weird. I've talked to you guys every Thursday for at least a decade. Yep. How many months has it been now that I haven't? It's since September, man. I was going through withdrawals. Feels like forever. Yeah. Yeah. Longest, longest time we haven't heard from each other in a while. Right, let's let's uh, let's get right to it because uh, I think you're you're tugging at my heartstrings here. Sentimental. Let's With talk Steelers. <laughs> And the team that I hate more than any other team in the NFL, not named the Dallas Cowboys, the Cleveland Browns, in a must win if we want to have a chance, get two and a half. What do we? What do we? What do we like here, B? Yeah, I figured you'd like uh, like this one. Um, so you know, Pittsburgh needs Miami to lose at home to the Jets and New England to lose at Buffalo. But even if those things aren't materializing. It's not like Pittsburgh's going to, like, pull their starters. Mike Tomlin's never had a losing season in his storied tenure. And uh, the Steelers are playing well. They've won three in a row and five of six, both straight up and against the spread. The Browns have been eliminated. The Steelers are motivated. I like the Steelers at home laying a short number. Brian, you know, as, as we look at a lot of these games going into Week 18, I was talking to DB earlier on in the show, and, you know, in the past, Week 18 really hasn't mattered, and it's kind of hard to predict things when games don't matter. You don't know who's playing, who's going to be sitting, but this is kind of a weird year to where there's so many variables in regards to playoff implications that you're going to see a lot of a lot of teams that are on the brink playing their starters and having to play their starters in order to either get into the playoffs or get a better spot in the playoffs. Another one of those teams after, you know, the postponement that we saw earlier this week uh, for tragic reasons was the Bengals, and they're fighting for a division title uh, against the Ravens, a team that has been without Lamar Jackson for 30-plus days. Uh, You know, they're laying seven right now. Do you like that? Yeah, I do, and I, I've been betting the Bengals, you know, every game for yeah. several months, and they're just they're on fire. I mean, they've won seven in a row, but 
straight up and against the spread since week three. Uh, they're eleven and two straight up and twelve and one against the spread. Lamar Jackson didn't practice yesterday. Thirteenth straight practice he's missed. Uh, it seems uh, highly likely that he will not uh, play again this week. And uh, Baltimore has lost two of three. Mired in a two and five against the spread slump. You know, I know the Bengals went through a lot, you know, uh, mentally and emotionally the other night. But from a physical standpoint, it was almost like a, a bye week. It, you know, just you know, not the wear and tear on your body, which it always matters this time of year. So I think they should be fresh. And um, yeah, I, I think uh, you know I would have been on the Bengals in this spot, you know, regardless. So um, I uh, I will be on them. Minus seven, yeah. Hey, how much was the fact that Harbaugh was so indifferent at the presser? Hey, I'm just going to focus on – I was like, ooh, that didn't <laughs> sound great. Maybe that's just a professional right. in him. But he seemed to be very dismissive of the Lamar Jackson situation. Yeah, and I don't know if that is frustration perhaps with Lamar. I mean, I wouldn't think so. Or if it's just uh, – you know, I don't want to talk about it with you media guys. You know, we're hoping he's going to be ready for the playoffs and quit bugging me about this. You know, I I, I would assume it was the latter, you know, just about wanting to deal with the media on it. But, um, yeah, it's definitely an if, a question mark if he's going to even be ready for the playoffs. All right, your, your Falcons, Shane Schiller, or actually Sasha Durkin's Tampa Bay, <laughs> Tom Brady Bucks. He's crossed over from the – no, I'm kidding. Uh you like a total here. It doesn't seem like a ton, but Brady says we're playing. We need the rhythm. They're still the second most efficient passing offense in the NFL. That's crazy to say out loud. Just 40 and a half, though. Yeah, so the unders cashed in five straight for Atlanta and is 7-1 and one in the Falcons' last eight. They're number 31 in the NFL in passing yards. They've been held to 18 points or fewer in seven of their last ten, the unders eleven and five overall for Tampa Bay. They're twenty fourth in scoring, averaging only eighteen point five points per game. Uh, they met in Tampa early in the year, twenty one to fifteen for thirty six combined. You know, I, I don't think Brady's going to play the whole game, mm. and so then it'll be Gabbert, who I consider a, a shaky backup, or Kyle Trask uh, getting his first career snaps, but. Regardless of what it is, I think we'll be seeing a low-scoring game. Blaine Gabbert, product of Parkway West High School in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, Uh, Unfortunately, I'm with a St. Louis guy, (laughs) B, but I'm managing. (laughs) Hey, hey, Brian, you know, a game that everybody's looking forward to is Monday. And it's the national championship game. TCU is a pretty big dog to a Georgia team that allowed a lot of points to Ohio State, a game that probably people didn't think was going to be as high scoring, let alone as close as it was, but Ohio State almost had had a chance to really take that one from Georgia. Seeing that TCU is a 13-point dog and the way that Max Duggan is playing, not only that, but the way that offensively, TCU was able to handle one of the best defenses in college football in Michigan. Do you see a carryover effect into the national championship game? And, uh, you know, is 13 points too much? I think it is. Uh, I grabbed a little bit uh, right when it came out. I I bought the half point to 14. But then I grabbed some more at 13 a couple of days ago. 
Mm. A lot of books are at 12 and a half, so if you can get 13 and you like TCU, I'd, I'd go ahead and get it now. A little worried Kendra Miller might not be able to go or might not be 100%, but the backup running back, DeMarcado, was mm-hmm. great against Michigan, 150 rushing yards, one touchdown on just 17 carries. Uh, Duggan's been great all year. You know, did have a couple of picks last week, but 30 to 4 TDI and T ratio in the first 13 games. And Georgia's defense has not looked that great in the last two games. And I think TCU's speed and skill players are, are you know, equal to Ohio State. And I think Quentin Johnson uh, is probably the best receiver in the country. Um, it doesn't hurt that Darnell Washington, a really good tight end, is probably going to be out for Georgia. They're starting off as a tackle. Warren McClendon's really iffy. Um, I like TCU catching the points, but I also like the over. Uh, I got it at 63. Uh, the over is 8-5 overall for TCU, but one of the unders had 69 combined. The Horn Frogs averaged 40.3 points per game. Uh, Georgia averages 39.2, and their last two combined scores have been 80 and 83. Mm, BC you, or B. Edwards, you <laughs> never, ever, ever, ever disappoint, man. And I just like the friendly voice. I was telling Drew down uh, some of our excursions in Vegas and yep. just one of the all-around good guys, He's man. He's your guy, and Patrick Everson is my guy in Vegas that Do- I always like hang with. Do you know Patrick Everson? You know, he's working with Vegas Insider now. We've yet to meet uh, face-to-face, but I've been familiar with his work for uh, a decade or so. Hey, you two would be like two peas in a pod. Like, and let alone, like, do you guys talk the same? Yeah. Like, think the same, but you kind of look the same. V. Edwards is the man. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, I look forward to meeting him, hopefully during March Madness. But uh, he just got – Vegas Insider picked him up uh, – Probably, I want to say right at the start of football season, four or five I months ago. Right. So I'm sure, I'm sure I'll meet him soon. Hey, you're the man, B. Appreciate you. All right, fellas. Thanks. thanks. I'll talk hey. to you guys soon. For sure, for sure. Brian Edwards, He's... Vegas B. Edwards on Twitter. Yeah. So funny. We were. Was this on the dump or the show yesterday where I was talking about um, uh, De La Boutier from Minnesota being the D line coach at Akron? So I was talking about the young guys, right? He is just this morning named the defensive line coach at Minnesota because, well, Minnesota's had a little bit of an exodus, Mm -hmm. right? D-line coach goes, co-DC goes. um, Got a message from Coach Collins yesterday saying a little change was arrived from Minnesota because they're obviously recruiting in our household. But he's just 24 years old coming over from Akron. Wow. Our buckle is at Western Kentucky. He's 26. Brandon Bailey's 28 at Buffalo. Uh, Bell at Akron again is 27. Aaron Bowl. The young kids. At Wyoming is 28. New kids on uh, the block. Chad Bowden is the director of recruiting. Uh, he's 26. Look like, at your notes page over here. I mean, because you gotta, I, you could flip through. So I, because I like mm-hmm. to know, I, I always need a frame of reference when we're always, when we're discussing things like age. And it's like, you know what? There's a lot going on in college football where folks have gotten young in a hurry. And I almost didn't bat an eye at Coach Rules higher. Now, now we'll see if that, if, you mm-hmm. know, all that glitters yeah. is gold. But the Big Ten Conference getting young. Like I told you. In a hurry. Like I told you. Young Young coaches, young kids, like they can be 
some of the smartest people in the room. And w- whether you're going for like a new a new approach or you're looking at some somebody that's hungry. Fresh set of eyes. I think it's more like don't look at talent based on age and experience. You, the most talented person in the room may be the youngest guy in the room. Mm. Or is that ominous foreshadowing? <laughs> yeah. Are you looking into that? You're looking deep into that? <laughs> hey, if you want to see a lot hey, of our it's back your, and It's forth, your world. I'm just living in it. <laughs> if you want to see our back and forth live, come to breakfast with Benning at Hale Varsity Club tomorrow. Go to HaleVarsityClub.com to reserve your spot, purchase a ticket, and have some fun with us. We'll see you then.